Hi, I'm Johnny Pollard, and welcome to Season 2 of the One Giant Mind Podcast. This season was recorded pre-COVID, and we were actually in two minds as to whether we were going to release it. And the more we listen to them, the more we realize how incredibly relevant they are to everything that the world is going through right now. A special thank you to Sky Tipler at MKT Communications in Melbourne for allowing us to use their very cozy space to record this wonderful season. Everything was recorded in one day with a beautiful group of humans that asked very deep probing questions about the nature of our human experience and how we can unpick those knots that keep us bound to small thinking and misconceptions about our true power. The answers I hope in these episodes you'll find inspiring, very helpful, perhaps liberating from experiences that you're having that make you feel limited in your life. Please enjoy. Hi, my name is Ali, Ali Oishi. I'm originally from Japan and living in Melbourne for 11 years now. And I'm about to start uh, teacher training in Giant Minds. I'm very excited. My understanding is that we are love, you know, everyone is love. But then why are we programmed to go through um, difficulties or struggles or pain so much to to get to that point. So that's my question. From the, the ancient wisdom traditions perspective, life is a journey to reveal the essence of our being. Life is a journey to reveal the truth of who we are. And in some traditions, there is the uh, belief that this particular life is but one of many. And in the, in the procession of incarnations, we cultivate ever-increasing sophistication of capability to detect the sacredness of life in the present moment. The sacredness of life in the present moment is the gateway for understanding the essence of who we are, why we're here, and what the meaning of life is. And... In the procession of life, we are moving from states of ignorance. And when I say ignorance, it is a state that is conditioned, as you described, which is the propensity to ignore the truth of who and what we are in order to ensure our survival. Meaning that we forego the curiosity to know who we are truly in order to survive. And why are we choosing one over the other? Because generally, life is as such that it will throw us circumstances to master the principle of survival before we move into understanding the essence of life. When we look at the human energy system, and I'll get a little bit esoteric here, the chakra system, the, the first and base chakra, known as the root chakra, is um, th that energy center that concerns itself with survival. And what we as human beings do as we grow from babies into adults is that we develop each chakra from the lower all the way up 
they grow in uh, procession, in sequence and, and form as we grow older. And there is a sequence within nature that stipulates that we first must understand how to survive in the environment that we are living in. And once we're safe and everything's taken care of, then we have the luxury of turning our attention inward and probing ever deeper into why it is we exist. And it is understood that this theme pertains to the many incarnations. And the more we engage in the process of inquiry in our later life, in all of our lifetimes, the more inclined we are to, to start it a little earlier in the next lifetime, and then a little earlier in the next lifetime, and a little earlier in the next lifetime, until a particular incarnation is as such that we come in with an automatic, spontaneous curiosity, irrespective of whether the environment is safe, all we can think about is what is the meaning of life and how can I extract that meaning and live it and embody it to its maximum right now to the extent that I don't even care about anything else. And there are those particular individuals that feel so incredibly compelled that they, they forego any attachment to worldly life and they go and live in places that we refer to as monasteries. The monastic lifestyle. They've, they've, they've lived in, in such particular ways that all they're interested in in this particular life is that and nothing else. And then there are those of us that are on the journey that have done it sufficiently but still see great value in participating in life and um, contributing to society with what it is that we uncover about the beauty of the human spirit. We, we desire to want to share it with our community, to enrich and enliven our community in our pursuit for self-realization. And the fact that we're all sitting here and we're not in a monastery yet indicates that we're likely to remain in, in this kind of dynamic probably for the rest of this life. And so to answer your question, the journey from ignorance or not knowing into awareness or knowingness is archetypal in the way in which the universe evolves. Moving from a position of separation and the distinction of other into a position of connection and knowingness of the underlying unity of life is the underlying theme of the, the evolutionary journey that we all take spiritually. And so it is programmed as a, as, a, as a function of nature that we start this process. As some say, we start as a single cell amoeba and then we move into a next lifetime, a dual cell amoeba, and then a tricell amoeba, and then you know, evolve through all the different, the hierarchy of sophistication of nervous systems until we arrive at, you know, through the, the plant and animal kingdom into the human realm and we acquire a human body, the soul that has evolved through all those different species, acquires a human body that then learns how to play the human nervous system. And it's understood that, you know, there are many thousands of lifetimes that it requires for us to really get this thing down. But the fact that we're sitting here and having this conversation in the way that we are right now together 
indicates that you know we've all played the human nervous system many times over and what we're primarily interested in is continuing to refine our skill and capability in playing the human nervous system so that it resounds with the song of our spirit that we understand with no uncertainty who we are because that is the most important thing to us furthermore how we can bring that into the world and it's a beautiful thing that we should all <laughs> you know take great comfort in that that we have each other to to have these conversations and to to remind ourselves of what's actually really important for us in a world that seems to not really care about it now the big question is you know why does it appear that humanity is primarily dominated by the narrative of suffering and not awakening well interestingly if if you uh, consider that the the procession of life moves from the animal kingdom into the uh, human realm and we've got so many humans on the planet there have been a lot of animals on the planet that are evolving into humans but there are a lot of animals that have been slaughtered at the hands of humans that are becoming humans and first-time humans whose previous life was traumatic is going to create a lot of traumatized first-time humans and they carry a very heavy traumatized energy that's weighs down the collective field and i mean this is a very interesting thing to consider right <laughs> it's like whoa okay um this is just you know one perspective that um you know is just really interesting to consider as a possibility of why you know there is such a dense heavy ignorant destructive propensity on the planet right now to ignore irrespective of the the beauty of our existence the beauty of our planet the beauty of love and our capacity to know ourselves and know each other and share in that in a, in beautiful exchange poetry art music all of these things to completely blow our minds open into a vast expanse of creative potential that provides all the solutions for our challenges irrespective of all of that we find ourselves weighted down by this you know heaviness that causes us to do terrible things to ourselves and each other why well maybe that's one reason maybe that's one reason and what is the solution to that well it's always the responsibility of the higher more highly evolved species to care for all other species to care to ensure that their procession through evolution is as nurtured and caring and conscious as possible and you know look at the way that we treat the earth look at the way we treat animals the environment you know where the human race is inheriting this as a legacy of our own species and it's it's biting us on the bum really hard right now but even this situation is not by accident is it no nothing's by accident so if we take an even further step back at the bigger picture everything's orchestrated by an underlying intelligence that per permeates and pervades 
every dimension, every aspect of our existence. And by existence, I mean the infinite vastness of the universe and all the infinite dimensions that exist within that. There is a, a underlying intelligence that is orchestrating this as a, as a play of self-discovery, that the universe is in a, in a process of discovering itself. And the way that it does that is by creating universes and then species, creatures, to, to play and explore and interact in particular ways, some with greater levels of awareness, some with less. And in that process, it's discovering itself. And it's one of the most uh, agreed upon perspectives by various ancient traditions that that force is benevolent. It is seeking for all expressions of itself to ultimately arrive at the final conclusion that it is the whole universe. That we as individuals, the final conclusion for us, what the intelligence is conspiring for us to realize is that we are it. And the, qu the quicker we get on the program of revealing that to ourselves, the, uh, the quicker that we will we'll get the whole thing and go, oh, okay, this is actually a beautiful thing. You know, all of the devastation and destruction that's happening on the planet is actually a beautiful chapter in the story of us awakening and discovering the truth of who we are and to move into a higher plane of existence. But in the grips of it, it's, it's sometimes easy to lose that perspective and get overwhelmed by it and feel a sense of hopelessness. But that's a part of our story. That's a part of our journey. It's a part of the experience that we need to have to understand the, the preciousness and the sacredness of this present moment and to not squander it, to not squander or devalue our ability to utilize our attention, our awareness, to commune with the sacredness of life, which is happening right now. It's always happening right now, right now. Always, 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 always happening. How are you utilizing what you have right now to commune? That's where it's all leading. For those that don't believe in reincarnation, then how do they how how then is a good way for them to to perceive the suffering that was described to achieve the light if they don't see it as many lifetimes it do, it shouldn't matter you can just condense it all into this one life you know you are what you are you have what you have as an individual you've 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 come into this world with what you've got your body, the condition of your mind, your circumstances, your parents, your socioeconomic situation. This is, this is what you have. And irrespective of whether you consider it to be the byproduct of the, the merit of or lack thereof of your previous incarnation, doesn't really matter. It still is what it is and you can still apply the same principle of understanding that from birth to death, there is a procession of evolution. There is growth. And the same principles apply from start to finish of the way that you can live to ensure that you awaken the most 
in one lifetime. Spreading it out over many lifetimes makes us go, oh. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> it's all right. It takes, it takes away the desperation of needing to be perfect in every, every moment. It just makes you relax and go, oh, it's okay. We're, this, is, this is a great life. I'm making the most of it right now. And if I don't quite get it all right now, how exciting for the next one. A big thank you to our show's producer, Daniel Tucker, a.k.a. Spiritual Tradie, Ali Lieberman, One Giant Mind's composer. All the beautiful music you hear in any of the One Giant Mind programs is produced by him. I suggest you go and check him out. Sky Tipler from MKT in Melbourne. And, of course, the entire One Giant Mind team. If you're curious about meditation and don't already have a practice, there's two ways the One Giant Mind can support you. The first is you can download the free app uh, on iOS or Android, which is a 12-step course that takes you through a very elegant process of learning the technique. The second, which is the more highly encouraged way, is to go to the One Giant Mind website and search out a teacher. We have certified teachers from all around the world teaching the One Giant Mind being technique. And in three short sessions, you'll be trained in a very powerful technique in which you'll be able to practice by yourself self-sufficiently and experience all the wonderful benefits. OneGiantMind.com If you're already a passionate meditator and you feel compelled to do something really powerful in the world, I really encourage you to check out our meditation teacher training program. Not only does this program cause a massive transformation in you and empower you to experience a more deeply fulfilling personal practice, it empowers you with the capacity to share that with others. And I don't think there's ever been a greater time than now for more meditators in the world becoming truly empowered, overcoming their fears, and radiating that beautiful creative intelligence that we all have inherent within us.